0: here's what's coming up on today's show.
1: Ben, that's totally unpredictable. Best thing to do is, you know, be regularly meeting with an attorney who specializes in this so they can keep up on it. Um, But I will say things have calmed down a lot more than 10, 15 years ago. Do
0: you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So, welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer.
2: And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back into Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer over at the Rosenbauer Law Office there in Westchester, serving that greater Cincinnati area. You know, Nick, today's episode is about expiration day which we'll explain here in a second but it's perfect timing because aren't you having some issues with some of your technology right now expired oh
1: boy yeah so the blood pressure is rising as we speak <laughs> um we uh, I, I was like 10 minutes late uh for our listeners uh, for hopping on for this recording and I I have a laptop that I that I normally use hook up the the microphone and the speaker and if you guys hear like some a bang or a crash or glass shatter or maybe some profanity, uh, that's because I just kicked this stupid <laughs> thing. But I have a, a laptop that I use. I got a blue screen of death. Um, then I restarted it, and now there's some bit lock. I don't know. Like our first computer ran DOS and used three and a half and five inch floppy disks. So I'm not a tech guy. <laughs> Uh, but this thing is about to expire and the ungodly amount of money that I spent on this stupid thing, it's only two years old. Jeez. Um, so there, there is an expiration date on this. It may, if this keeps up, it may go through the wall. Um, so unfortunately it's too early. Uh, we're recording here in the morning and I do have a couple of, uh, I have an appointment after this and some legal work I need to do. So unfortunately I can't have a drink. Um, so, but yeah, so if anyone, if anyone knows how to fix a uh, Surface Pro laptops, actually, actually, no, by the time this, I was about to say, call me, but by the time this recording shows up, I, I will have lost my patience. This thing will be in the trash by then, but yeah, uh, perfect timing. Uh, speaking of expiration dates.
2: I love it. I love it. So that's what we're talking about today. I don't love that you're going through that, but I do love <laughs> that. Uh, there's always a good story that ties into what we're talking about. So. The expiration date, you know, we know, as we talked about, and as clear, clearly that we've laid out already that things don't last forever. Um, I'm having my battery, and my laptop's dying while your oh screen is dying as well. But I think a lot of people look at estate planning. as is kind of a one time thing, right? You just get it set up and you forget about it. And I guess what we're talking about today, Nick, there's not technically an expiration date right on your estate plan. But There's some things that you probably should be revisiting.
1: Um, correct. And, and now that and now that you mentioned it, you know, just thinking about the food analogy, um, you have expiration dates and then you have the things, um, sometimes where the sticker says sell by this date or best if eaten by this date where it's right. not really an expiration date, but it's, you know, it's like a, a soft expiration date, right? And that's probably, uh, that's probably more appropriate uh, of an analogy, um, but it's going to be things where, yeah, your your these things we talk about your estate plan doesn't like magically evaporate uh, into thin air or become void. Um, but it's things where you need to look at it or revisit it, and it could it could go bad, or at least not go, not work the way you want it to if you don't uh, look at it and maybe course correct.
2: All right, so we'll go through those things today, some areas that you should be paying attention to and maybe check back in on over time. We'll put this up online afterwards, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. While you're there, you'll also find the opportunity to schedule a call with Nick. So if you have questions about what we discussed today, if it applies to your estate plan, or if you just want to get your estate planning process started, that's the best place to begin. Again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. All right, so you're in Ohio. We uh, we've documented that quite a bit. I know there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast outside of Ohio. So if you are moving to another state, if I live in Ohio or if I live outside and I'm moving into Ohio to uh, to be closer to you, Nick, what do you consider <laughs> with your estate plan uh, as you as you move to a new state?
1: Well, first thing, uh, get in get in line for uh, uh, season tickets for UD basketball. That's you were going to say on. the Bengals
2: yeah. there for a second. Uh it might be yeah. ramping up, right?
1: A little interest. They oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, there, there's the, the fair weather fans have come back in droves. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. And there's all these, oh, Joe Burrow's the hero. I loved him. No, you didn't. Okay. Um. So I, I was looking at something. They were looking at uh, attendance, um, numbers for uh, NFL teams. And obviously, each stadium, you know, they don't have the same number of seats. So they did. It wasn't by. Number of people attending home games. It was actually by percentage uh, of seats that were filled. Okay, so like sellout versus ninety uh, percent. And actually, I think Bengals were in the bottom five, uh, even for even for twenty twenty one. So for last season, um, I think there were like four only th- four teams that uh, had a lower percentage of you know seats filled for all of the home games. Um, but now everyone's on the bandwagon. Now They're, I've seen more Bengals stuff in the last six months than I've seen in the last like six years. And look, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. I don't hate them. I have been a casual Bengals fan all my life, and I know I've, I've said on this podcast they should not have drafted Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, I he did awesome that year. I, I still might even I still am going to stand by that. Uh, which we can talk about. Uh, uh, we can talk about another day. Yeah.
2: Um, sorry for sending you down this. Uh, oh yeah. This well, lunch, not though. to me, but sorry to all of
1: our, <laughs> our listeners. Uh, shoot. I was hoping to get some estate planning and he's, and he's saying we shouldn't have drafted the guy who just brought him to the Super Bowl. Um So obviously my credibility is tanking uh, as we speak, but yeah. So after, if you're a Bengals fan, you know, get the season tickets there, definitely get, uh, get in line for UD season tickets. Um, But it's weird. So moving to a different state, and we're going to go back to constitutional uh, law here, Ben. Um, So there's something called the Full Faith and Credit Clause in the U.S. Constitution. And basically what it does is it states that certain things, certain agreements, certain judicial proceedings, certain documents that are valid and done properly in one state need to be honored Uh, in another state. So if you do a will and a power of attorney in Minnesota and you follow all the rules and it's legit, it's properly done in Minnesota, um, Ohio can't automatically void it the minute you cross cross, uh, the state lines into Ohio. So they have to say, you did the right thing in the state you were in, so we're going to grandfather it in as being legal, as being valid. Now, That being said, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea to leave things as they are. Technically documents um, are obviously valid, but you need to be aware of the new state's rules, okay? So just because it was valid in Minnesota and followed Minnesota's rules, you have to be aware of Ohio's rules, okay? So you need to make sure that's okay. It's always a good idea to have it reviewed to see if there's adjustments that need to be made a lot of times there are. Most specifically, I always harp on the medical documents. So the the living will, healthcare care power of attorney, things like that, um, more for a practical reason than anything else, um, because who are the people looking at the medical documents? It's going to be someone in the hospital, most likely, right? So um, my I always have this fear that if I have a Minnesota health care power of attorney and I go to you know, University of uh, Cincinnati Hospital, and I'm you know they brought me in on a stretcher, and it's an emergency, and the doctor looks at the Minnesota healthcare power of attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio. He's going to say, I don't know how to read this thing. I've never seen Minnesota documents before. Call in the legal department. Could be delays. Okay, so I always like yep. um, even if they are legally valid. I would be much more comfortable having medical documents from that state to where I know if there's an emergency, I know for a fact that the doctors, the hospitals, the people who are going to be reading it can look at it and say, yep, I know exactly what I'm looking at. Here's where it says, yep, okay, the spouse is in charge. She has full authority. Um, So it's a practical thing more than anything else. But I always say update the medical documents and you need to review uh, everything else to see if there are other things that don't translate very well state to state.
2: All right, Sounds good. So that's the first one. If you move into a new state, some things to be thinking about. What about changes in assets? Obviously, we acquire new things. We uh, we upgrade our current assets in many cases, or we're given gifts uh, over time. So as you change assets, what are you considering here?
1: Obviously, a couple different things to look at here. The first is, is new accounts, new house, new assets, Um, This goes back to uh, previous uh, podcasts we've talked about uh, regarding coordinating your assets or accounts with the estate plan. Obviously, if it was done right, then when you put your estate plan together, everything was uh, adjusted and made up to date, but new things may have been left behind. Okay, so uh, beneficiary designations, Funding the trust if we need to if we need to fill the box uh, with new accounts that didn't exist when we originally set it up that's something to be aware of if we're getting rid of things uh, accounts or assets um, that's not always a problem Ben um, but sometimes there's consequences so uh, if you had something like a specific gift given to someone or let's say you know you said my old uh, you know the family farm. Uh, Goes to my oldest son, and that's his inheritance. Well, what if you sell the farm? You know, the estate plan may now give him nothing, and that's not what you wanted. Okay, so that's something you need to be aware of. And I don't know if adjustments should be made, but it's something to look at and say, now that this gift won't happen, are we still okay with how everything else plays out? Do we need to make adjustments? Uh, Obviously, big changes in net worth. You know, if you want if you left ten percent to someone when you didn't have much money, and now all of a sudden that gift is a lot bigger than you thought it was going to be. Do we need to dial that back? Or if, you know, maybe you don't have as much money. Okay, so maybe you lost money in the stock market or nursing care, or maybe you spent it all on a Bengals season ticket license, right? Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden this gift, you know, of ten percent is only a hundred dollars is it enough? So do you need to make adjustments? Um, certain things. And I think we've talked about this before, um, uh, may require specific arrangements. If we got the vacation house, the family farm, if there's a business, if you have like a unique collection, uh, I've run into this Ben where someone says I have some very specialized equipment or a collection of stamps or watches or, uh, and so a lot of my clients, um, and you may know this, Ben, I am a fountain pen geek. Um, so that's that's kind of my thing. Don't think um, I knew that. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's it's bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's bad, uh, I guess. Um, so I have, I'm a fountain pen geek. And without knowing about them, you may just say, oh, stupid pens that are messy and, and use bottle fill ink put them in a yard sale for five bucks. Well, no, that's a bad idea. (laughs) So sometimes there's things like that that are specialized and people wouldn't know what to do with them or, you know, certain specialized things or equipment, you know, I wouldn't know how to sell them. Okay. It's not very easy to sell a business like it is easy to sell a house. So some things may need specialized care or they may need a specific Person or an expert to find a buyer for it. So that's something to keep in mind, you know, as you get new assets, old assets, things like that. It's just, do we need to revisit how we get rid of that and who we get rid of everything to?
2: Okay. Very good. Well, here's one that we kind of touched on a little bit like last uh, episode of going through some what ifs and future proofing, but. What about uh, new family members, obviously, that you weren't accounting for, children? Uh, marriage, divorce obviously plays into that too, grandchildren, that sort of thing. So how do you plan and, and what do you need to do to make sure this gets updated and doesn't get out of uh, out of date?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people, and I try to, try to future-proof it on the front end, um, if there's any possibility of children, let's provide for them. But if you have kids, I always say, let's talk about it. Let's say, now that we have kids, here's the way the movie script or the playbook plays out. Do we like the way that works or do we wanna make adjustments to it? It's always worth reviewing. Um, And if the old plan didn't address, you know, children, uh, inheritance, guardianship for them, obviously you need to do that. So that's when it needs to be updated. If you get married, um, let's say you're single and then you get married, Assuming you'll like your spouse, uh, it's probably a good idea to, to leave things to your spouse at that point. Uh, also for a beneficiary, okay? So what if you have someone who is getting money uh, and then you find out they go through, you know, a divorce or maybe they get married and you don't like the person they're getting married to. And you know the minute they get their money, then that good-for-nothing uh, wife or husband of theirs is just going to take it and, and bully them and blow all the money. Um, so how does that affect your plan? Also for guardian, you know, what if, you know, Ben, you, you were sitting there thinking about guardians for your daughter and you have the perfect couple um, and then they get divorced and they hate each other. And one of them moves out of state and the other, you know, lives in an apartment and travels all the time. You know, what was a two-person household? locally, is now two individual people who moved halfway across the country. So that can obviously change things. Um, And then, you know, the way it normally goes, grandkids show up in the picture. Most people like them more than the kids, and they want to give them something. uh, Or a lot of times, maybe for a specific reason. If you say, kids are okay, but I want to leave money for college, uh, for the grandkids, or like as a supplement to help out. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be revisited.
2: Gotcha. All right. I don't know how often the law changes. Um, does it change a lot, Nick?
1: Uh, well, that well that, that depends. Okay. Um, that's a pretty <laughs> vague
2: question. Okay. Well, let's 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 uh, focus in then on just what are some things that you need to be prepared for uh, law change wise that could make your estate plan not expired but need some attention.
1: Well, um, this is something that there was a flurry of in the last about 25 years, but it's now calmed down. Um, A lot of states did not have laws governing trusts. And actually, I'd say in the last 20, 25 years, um, a lot of states have adopted a trust code or adjusted a trust code. I mean, a lot of the plans from a number of years ago, Ohio didn't have a trust code as it exists today. So it was the wild wild west. It was here's what I want to happen and I'm just going to say what I want to happen and the rules and I'm just going to hope that everyone honors it, but I don't have any law backing me up. Um so things like that adjust um, most states have kind of settled on that now. So we're we're in much better shape than we were even 10 15 years ago. Um, but older plans I've seen You know, I have a whole lot of people I talk to that say, man, this was done before the Ohio Trust Code as it exists today was even enacted. So I don't even need to look at it, but I know uh, for a fact just by the date it was signed that this thing is – totally out in left field, um, unless the attorney had a predictable, uh, a crystal ball. Yeah. So it's something to look at. Um, one of the things I've seen more recently, you know, again, laws have calmed down. So I think things are much, uh, much more settled than they have been. Um, the most recent laws have been around uh, digital assets. Can my power of attorney get into my online bank account? Mm-hmm. I know I can take my power of attorney to Chase Bank but what about my crypto account? What about my, um, Venmo account? Okay. You know, you can't take, there's no Venmo branch, (laughs) right? So so what do you do about that? And the laws are always behind, right? Technology or something happens and then the laws react and say, holy cow, what do we do about it? Um, with COVID electronic signatures, electronic notary that's something that's new um at least or at least it's been in in the top of the priority for estate planning and we didn't care about it before your social media accounts uh your email uh, all the pictures stored on your iphone how do you get to that 10 years ago they didn't write laws thinking about how is someone going to get into their icloud account okay so digital assets electronic signature And, you know, like cryptocurrency um, and non-tangible assets like that, I would say, are the most recent updates. And and Ben, that's totally unpredictable. Best thing to do is, you know, be regularly meeting with an attorney who specializes in this so they can keep up on it. Um, But I will say things have calmed down a lot more than 10, 15 years ago.
2: Okay. Yeah, I got a little bit of anxiety thinking about all that stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. out there right now. Jeez. Um, one last one, and this is probably maybe the most obvious, I guess, but just, you know, your wishes are going to change, right? I mean, you're going to change your mind about decision makers, um, you know, who you want to be responsible with stuff. Your net worth is going to increase. Dec- a lot of different things go into this, but ultimately you got to pay attention to these changes.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. So obviously right now, Um, I have guardians for my kids and trustees and powers of attorney. My hope is that my wife and I do a semi-decent job raising the kids. And then, you know what, 25, 30 years from now, they're responsible adults. And then I would probably want to adjust things and and put them in charge. All right. But I can't do that right now. Um, And who knows? Maybe I'm a terrible parent and they don't turn out very good. Uh, In which case I wouldn't do it. But, you know, and also maybe I named a parent to be a decision maker right now. Well, 20 years from now, how old is he or she? So that's something to keep in mind. And then, you know, people become responsible and they get their life together and grow up. Or maybe people go down the wrong path and you don't trust them anymore you know, or just people who no problem with them, but, you know, they moved halfway across the country. I never see them anymore. So I don't know if I want them to be in charge. Um, So you have a number of different circumstances. And this isn't a guarantee that it changes your plan, but it's something to check up and revisit because the circumstances today are not going to be the same as they are 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. So it's always good for a checkup take the temperature, make sure that the decisions you made before still are in line with what you want today.
2: All right. Very good. So again, your estate plan won't necessarily expire, but there are some things that could get out of date and uh, need to maybe get updated before they quote unquote go bad, so to speak. So a lot of things to think about. If something on here piqued your interest or you feel like it needs some attention, Please don't hesitate to reach out to Nick over at Rosenbauer Law Office. All you have to do is log on CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can schedule a call there. If you do want the phone number, you can also check that out. 513-463-6789. Again, 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, I'll leave you to it and get that blue screen fixed before uh, the weekend rolls around. And uh, hopefully things will uh, improve for you the rest of the day.
1: Oh, I hope so. Oh, my my voice is cracking. I'm so mad at this stupid thing. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, well, uh, you enjoy your weekend. I will consider this a big success um, that we made it through the entire episode without uh, without throwing this thing against the wall
2: same here well we consider it a success that you listen to us again once more and we appreciate all the feedback we always get from the show so if you haven't subscribed please do so and we'd love to hear from you any feedback is recommended and welcomed so we thank you for that all right for nick rosenbauer over at the rosenbauer law office i am ben george thanks for listening to complete estate planning we'll talk to you on the next episode
0: The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in Westchester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. To listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy, that's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.